in the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. So that they may be one as we are one. Jesus's words today come at the end of what we would call the Monday Thursday gospel in the gathering of John or the fancy people call it the farewell discourse. To recap from the past few weeks, Jesus has gathered the disciples, washed their feet, told them he was leaving, and now, now for his final act, Jesus doesn't perform a grand finale of healing or the miracle meal to end all miracle meal, meals of thousands of loaves and fishes. No. After all that has happened that night, before Jesus walks out the door, his last act with his disciples is he stops and he prays. And this is what our gospel reading is today. Jesus is praying to God the Father for himself and Jesus praying for the disciples and their community after his departure. And in this prayer, this prayer that comes at the end of his ministry, Jesus prays that we may be one as he and God are one. Jesus prays for unity among his disciples. And I wonder if Jesus knew how hard it would be for them once he was gone. They would first have to find another apostle to fill Judas's spot. And it truly wouldn't be the same with this new guy who hadn't been there for everything before. He would be a faithful follower, but he wouldn't have the full insider track, know all of the moments or the jokes or the side looks that the other 11 had given each other through Jesus's lifetime. Also, these disciples would have to deal with the Romans who we're not so fond of these followers of Jesus. Disciples would eventually be called to sacrifice their own lives in the name of Jesus. We know from the book of Acts that the disciples will argue among themselves about where they should or should not spread the good news to the Gentiles and should those Gentiles even be included. Life after Jesus is going to be contentious without a doubt. But then, is life with Jesus really, has it been a walk in the park? There is definitely going to be challenging moments while the disciples work out what is this new sense of normal? What is this new way of being leaders and instead of followers? knowing that life with Jesus will not be easy. I want to stop and look at exactly what Jesus prays for. He doesn't pray for fame for his disciples or for a multitude of followers to fill the pews. He doesn't pray for them to amass great wealth so that they can build wonderful temples. He did not does not pray for them to have lives of ease. What Jesus prays for is for unity. And not just the 
we're all in this together, unity, but rather a deeper, more intimate, vulnerable kind of unity, like that that Jesus has with God. It's a oneness, almost where you don't know where you stop and the other person begins in a mutual, loving, and fulfilling relationship. Jesus prays for the disciples and also for us, for you and for me, his followers, even today. He prays for all of us to be at one with God and at one with each other. I like to think that Jesus knew this was going to be far more difficult than gathering for worship or preaching the good news or offering healing. Being at one with one another, it takes more effort and certainly more prayer. We aren't just to make God known through what we say. We are also to make God known through how we treat one another, how we exist in relationship with one another. I think of our time in quarantine. There have been some monumental challenges from testing to questioning what news to believe, to not being able to hug your family members, to not be with those who are experiencing grief or isolation or loneliness. Not being able to gather as a community during our trials and tribulations has probably been one of the most difficult parts of this time for me. But watching the discord and the lack of the sense of unity in our country, in our county, in our cities has been equally disturbing. This week, I've appreciated the Venn diagram with four circles. Now you all know the Venn diagram, it's where the circles overlap and you can be in one or two or three or four parts, depending on how the diagram is drawn. But this Venn diagram has, is about COVID and the people, you and me and the COVID crisis, and there are four circles. People taking COVID-19 seriously, People worried about the expansion of authoritarian government. People very concerned about impending economic devastation. And people acknowledging that this pandemic is highlighting deep-seated structural racism and injustice. Like all good Venn diagrams point out, you can be in one or more circle. And in fact, with this one, as it reminds us, you can be in all four circles. You can be concerned about all four issues. And yet, the way we've come to treat each other, not just in social media, but on the street, as we talk to one another, as we come to treat each other as two-dimensional, you're either for me or you're against me. You're either taking something that I want and I deserve and is my right. And if you do, I don't care what other people think. I want what is mine. 
Jesus's prayer for unity, for us being at oneness with one another cannot be more poignant than it is in this moment. Our world, as we know it, has changed. And we can never go back to life as it was pre-COVID. Or at least life as we knew it is not happening in that same way anytime soon. And the truth is we really can never go back. We will not go back there as individuals or as a state or even as a nation. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, how is it that you and I, that we as the Christian diaspora can pray together? How can we work together and interrupt the narrative that serves to separate us, to put a wedge in between you and me? How can we pray to find ways to bring oneness into this new narrative that is coming into being? How can you and I, faithful Christians together, find new ways of listening? How can we find new ways of witnessing? As I said before, being at one with one another is intimate. And we cannot, we cannot cast off another human being because we disagree with them or they don't or do wear a mask, or socially distance, or vote the way you do. Called to be intimate with someone we don't like is a challenge to say the least. As followers of Jesus, you and I, we together are called to find ways to be in relationship with people that we classify as them. We are called to know them, to listen, to pay attention, to hear the fear, the hurt, the concern, the loneliness, the worry, and the desperation. And we are also called to call out privilege, racism, imbalance, injustice, and the hatred that is happening at this time. How can we be at one with the person we vehemently disagree with? It was not easy for the disciples. It will not be easy for us, yet this is our call. This is our faith. We are to connect, to be in relationship, to care because each and every one of us is God's beloved, bound in intimate connection to God and to one another. Amen.